Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Free kick from Nabi Sar set the addicts on their way, and then Igor Vetakele got the like the last minute winner at Kings Meadow. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live here on the Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio here at the Valley so far as we get ready to look back at yesterday's uh, last gasp win over at AFC Wimbledon, our first ever win at Kings Meadow, is uh, is Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? Yeah, really good, mate. How yeah, are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you're right. You enjoyed it yesterday? Oh, massively, massively. Yeah. I love. I'm so happy we won there. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate yeah. Kings Meadow. Yeah, I think fair to say that hopefully that'll be the last time we ever have to go to that. Uh, ramshackle ground that AFC Wimbledon have, uh, have certainly outgrown. Um, yeah, we're also going to be joined by Terry Smith. He's currently the other side of the front door. Uh, he arrived about 30 seconds ago, so we're going to let him in uh, very shortly once we've done the uh, introductions on tonight's show. We will, of course, hear the highlights of yesterday's uh, brilliant win at AFC Wimbledon. Uh, Nabi Sars free kick in particular, a highlight for me, and I'm sure for many other people. We'll hear the full post-match interview from the Addicts boss, Lee Boyer, who um, had a very good view of uh, the, the second half because he was sat with us in the press box pretty much after his uh, red card. Uh, you'll find out what he said uh, to 
earn that red card. Uh, we're also going to hear from the match winner, Igor Vetekele's first league goal for the Addicts in over three years. Uh, and it came at the right time, didn't it? Right at the very end uh, of yesterday's game. Gave us a, a vital three points. And then we want to hear from you guys as well. Have your say on anything uh, that, that came up yesterday. You can email us, studio at Charlton Live. You can uh, tweet us, um at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum. There's a thread on there for tonight. So just very quickly, Lewis, before we hear the highlights, uh, we had photographic evidence that you enjoyed it yesterday. And, uh, I mean, it was one of those games where the, that whole second half after Naby's free kick sort of got us back onto level terms, it felt like we were knocking at the door. And, you know, again, we, we've won a game late on and we've done that so often this season. Yeah, it just shows that we've, we've got it in us to sort of, you know, build up the characters to go and, to go and win that game. Because I thought we were very poor first half and... To be honest, even even the second half, I didn't think we were in fifth gear, if I'm honest, but we're still all over them. And I'm just so glad we managed to get a winner and so many positives in, in how we got the winner as well. Not not only the equaliser for a, you know, a perfect Navi free kick, which was, you know, it's one of those things you're going to get like a T-shirt that says I was there, <laughs> aren't you, for that? Uh, and then Igor getting on the score sheet, which I think will be really valuable for him uh, going forward. And I hope it puts a bit of confidence back into him uh, and, you know, helps... You know, helps him be a big part of the end of our season. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's wins. Your commentators over on the Valley Pass with Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Cullen looking to swing this out. Then it comes. So, Oh, it's gone right across and uh, avoided everybody's uh, shout for handball, not given bow, then flicks it on to Taylor. He's gone beyond a man. It's across the oh, face of Charles. Almost scraped the crossbar, I think. And it's gonna gone away for a throw in on this near side. Oh, Bauer does really well to intercept before it goes to Fivoli, and inside is Marshall from Solly. Marshall corner of the penalty, yeah, goes to his right Ooh. snapshot just over the bar. Yeah, I've said it, I think he's looked quite sharp so far. Well, well, it's another deep one, and this time it's found Fivoli on the edge of the six yard box. And he should have done so much better with that. With completely unmarked, he puts his shot into the side net. He's about to take it, Charlton with everyone inside their own half. Mar- Marshall is a one-man wall for this free kick. He's quite far into towards the halfway line. Hartigan hand over it. Wordsworth likewise. Will be Wordsworth? No, it will be Hartigan to take. A little chip ball into the penalty area. He's found Terrell Thomas with a great control. Ball across goal. And it's been bundled in by Falovi. And Wimbledon have a, a soft goal. Just from a simple ball into the box, Terrell Thomas, the former addict, putting the ball back across goal. And Falovi makes it 1 0. Well, you had two players going for the same chip ball in, Chris Solly, and I think it might have been Naby Saar, both going for the same ball. I have to think again if it wasn't Naby, but uh, it's both went for the chip ball into the box. Both were uh, looking to try and get it there ahead of Piggott, and both completely forgot about Terrell Thomas coming in behind them got the ball in acres of space he just drilled it across and it just hit I think the back of Fivoli's back leg and went Cullen bringing the ball forward for Charlton so he's left trying to find Williams it's a challenge by Wagstaff but comes to Arebo Arebo lovely ball towards Lapsley Lapsley first touch Lapsley can he get the shot comes back to Taylor it's oh. deflected over the bar who did that I hit it's deflected no it's just um, I think oh, it might have hit Lapsley I think it's hit Lapsley he's on the, as he's on the floor Nightingale can clear and there is the half-time whistle as Wimbledon going to the break with a one-goal lead here at the Cherry Red Record Stadium. Absolutely nothing in that first half from this ref. It's just shocking some of the stuff that was... Uh, now he's having a word with Boya. Who's, uh, he's going to book Boya because Boya's clearly unhappy with the referee performance in the first half and probably let him know as well. And now he's booked Lee Boya. 
Now he's sent him off. He's given Bowie two yellow cards, I think. And yeah, uh, has, the, yeah. the most ridiculous thing is Bowie has to walk across the pitch <laughs> as if he's been sent off as a player. It's been a good reaction from Alex after half-time. Yeah, and they do have this free kick in a dangerous position. And Nabi Saar... What were we saying? Saw him, what uh, were we Taylor saying? Smith alongside me said he should line up for these opportunities. Well, you know, Nabi Saar can hit him. Josh Cullen is the other option. It's about so four, that four yards, yards away. Yards back for you? Four yards from the edge of the penalty here. Nabi Saar to take... Saw over it, over it is. Oh! Saw! Oh, yes! We've been looking for a free kick hero, and it comes in the way of Nabi Saw. Everyone's going to claim they said it, but the Cholton man, the centre half, with a great free kick, the goalkeeper was stood and couldn't do anything about it, and Cholton have the equaliser. Oh, I'm having that one. I'm claiming that one because uh, slightly tongue in cheek. I think since um, Ben Reeves' free kick last week went sailing into the <laughs> into the back of the stand, we said, "I'll oh, just give it to Naby Sol. We know he can hit him." And up pops our oh, talismanic centre half and wallop. We're back in this game. Well, we hear he's the best finisher at the club. We continue to hear it. Doesn't really get the opportunity to show it, but he certainly did there. And Charlton have the equaliser after. The 50th minute. to Solly. John of men over, and he's used a rebo in the middle. Halfway inside Wimbledon's half. Thinks about a shot of rebo. Goes for it. Drills oh. it just wide. Oh. Well, we've said we want to see a bit more of that from Chuck. Solly up towards Taylor. Is able to turn. Taylor oh, beats a man. Wonderful. Reverse ball finds Marshall. Marshall edge of the box. Shooting chance. Marshall saved by the keeper. Almost spills it in the path of Williams. Marshall just lacking the power in the end. But that was the chance Charlton have been craving. And Cullen flicks it on. All the ricochet might come to Cullen. Does Cullen shoots? Oh, oh great save, save by Ramsdale. Diving down to his right. Had a body in front of him. He took a slight deflection as well. And Josh Cullen's been denied a, a Charlton goal. Oh. Williams who's trying to set uh, Arebo on his great way. And Arebo's made superb work to win it for Charlton. Across the penalty area. And Lapsley with a shot. Oh, blocked away by Nightingale. What a strike. Who's taking his man on. Step over. Goes past him. Left ankle, left foot cross. A fizz. It's going to drop to Williams though. Williams. Shot. Saved away and then cleared away. Three minutes of normal time remaining. Come on, Charlton. Come corner. on. Swung in by Cullen. It's another deep one. So Vedicali with something on it. Taylor with a header. Oh, oh what a chance. Put it over the bar. What a chance. It's almost like he had too much time, Lyle Taylor. He could have probably brought it down. So Richard finds a reboot. Edge of the D. A reboot. Central position goes left to Tariq Fosu. Lines up a shot. Fosu. Oh, oh touched away by the keeper. It has to be a corner. And it is. Yeah, it might not have been going in. We had a decent so angle, but keeper wasn't to know. And that's the Fosu of last season. Cunning sign onto his right foot. And leashing a good strike towards goal. And the keeper having to palm it behind. But the momentum has been with Charlton. They've really played well this Oh, it's a quickly taken happen. corner into Williams in the penalty area. Chip ball back across. Headed clear. Only as far as Saw. Gets something on it. So does Vettikele. Oh! oh, cleared away. Maybe Saw again. Yes! Yes! Come on! This time it was Vettikele. He got Vettikele's header. I don't know who it come off in the end. <laughs> Deflected in. It might have been Williams. I've no idea who that came off last. But it over the outstretched hand of Ramsdale. But it was Vettikele's header. John McEwen up for the uh, dropping ball. But it took a deflection off of somebody. And it's in the back of the net, and Charlton have the lead. Oh, my Lord. Right on time here. What a scramble. What a scramble, but Charlton will take it. 
they've deserved this this second half they've been excellent coming from a goal behind against yes the bottom the, the team that's bottom the table and, and struggling but my word they've deserved it they've fought for every ball quickly taken corner caught me by surprise absolutely chip everybody. ball in by Williams it's flicked on by about three players and Vitticola I think got the final touch or at least got the, the goal got the bound touch and then I think it came off of a Wimbledon player last the keeper was slow to react and it just creeped in the <laughs> unbelievably not, was that four added minutes here? it was now Charlton need to fix up and, and see this game out come on can Fosso keep it in? no he can't but that's the final whistle come on and Charlton have secured the three points here at the Cherry Red Record Stadium. So there we go, the commentary highlights of yesterday's uh, late win over at AFC Wimbledon. Just uh, delighted to say we're now joined in the studio by one of those commentators who could uh, is finally arrived. Terry, how are you doing? Delighted. I'm. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm delighted to be here. No, eventually, de- delighted just to you know make up the numbers. Now, <laughs> <doesn't it? laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, That's um, not fair. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, Brilliant! Not not a smash and grab as as such, but the fact that we we won it late on when we uh yeah when we put them under so much pressure. That second half, in that second yeah, half, yeah. yeah. I mean, showed some bottles, showed some class, and uh, with uh, it could have easily gone the other way. You know, four four games without a win, uh, pressure a little bit on. I'd, I'd venture to say, and so uh, they showed some uh, showed some real metal to uh, to to just keep going. Mm. From start to finish. Yeah, and now um, we've we've got all the unimportant stuff out of the way. Can we now talk about Naby Sars free kick for the remaining hour and fifteen <laughs> yeah, absolutely. minutes of the show? The rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was something special. That was from from Naby Sar. Now, um, you know, I, I, I made sure I left it in there in the highlights. <laughs> Terry Terry did call it, and and um, you know, I, jokingly on this show, we've been saying for months that Naby should be playing up front, or you know, we, we've heard about how he's he's supposedly one of the better finishers at the club, but. Even in our wildest dreams, I never, never saw Naby Sarr stepping up to a free kick like that <laughs> and finishing it with the with, with such finesse. It, it was such a good uh, a good finish. The goalkeeper didn't move a muscle. He had absolutely no chance, and it nestled into that into that top uh, corner. And uh, yeah, I've uh, I've watched that back quite a few times before. I'm being totally honest, <laughs> yeah, and me from many angles as well. I bet Naby has as well. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. Oh, it was it was brilliant, and it's it's like that cherry on top for his performances over the last you know over the last month or so and well since yeah. since Piercy's been out yeah and this season um I've no, I don't think I've ever seen a, a player improve so much in such a short space of time I think he's been he's been brilliant and I'm really really happy for him because I I've always said that there was a player in there even back when he first came here I thought there was there was a player knocking about somewhere and and this season he's really showing what he's capable of and that free kick was just brilliant, wasn't it? I wasn't even ready for it. I saw him stepping up for it and I thought he was going to jump over it. <laughs> when he pinged it top corner, I fell down about seven rows of stairs. If there are seven rows of stairs. Yeah. Did you wonder, how many, how, many, how many phone calls have been made to injury lawyers for you this morning? Because everybody I know has fell down something. Yeah, well, no. I, Apart I, from Stevie Brown, who's, yeah. who's probably gone to his solicitors for, um, for Grievous Broadly Arm. I, can't <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's my prerogative if I want to punch one of well, my, yeah, no, one no, of my no. all-time favourite Charlton players in the face. <laughs> You accidentally punched Steve Brown in the face when we scored the winner last night, but more on that later. Um, I mean, that Naby free kick, uh, pr- probably fair to say that. I mean, we desperately needed a goal at that point as well. If you think about that first half, we are probably, well, certainly the, the second best side out there. I thought Wimbledon were very good going forward on the break at times. Um, start of that second half, you know, we had to deal with the, the, the situation with Lee Bowyer being sent off. And uh, that goal, I mean... 
I, I, I was going to say calmed us down, but I don't think that's the right phrase because no one was calm after that win, and it lifted <laughs> us up up to the sky because you know it'd been a difficult opening sort of fifty minutes or so. Yeah, I think it, if if if. if if we hadn't scored then or you know another five or ten minutes later we'd have gone from being in control in that second half to to panic mode I think to then start lumping the ball forward and and losing our shape because uh, you just start getting desperate to score so yeah the timing was perfect I mean don't get me wrong I would have liked it sooner but um because I think we'd have probably gone on if we'd have got that second goal sooner um I think we might have got three or four but um it uh, yeah I think it, it wasn't just the timing of the goal in effect uh, you know um, it got us back in the game. It, it honestly think it was because Naby scored it. I think you could see the, the, you know, not just the crowd, not just the management, the players, everybody um, was so up after that. Yeah. Uh, it went over to Johnny Jackson and they hugged for about an hour, <laughs> and then got on with the game. It just lifted everybody. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can tell. I mean, cult hero status is, is sort of coming his way now. It's just <laughs> it's bizarre how players how players can get picked up like that. You know, of course, with you know the situ- his personal spell at the club you know he's easy to forget now but the first three years he was here he was a bit of a joke figure really so it's been a remarkable turnaround and it just culminated in that free kick uh, which everyone was delighted to see yesterday and of course then we get that you know if, if you are only going to win it by two goals to one there's no better way to win it in, in terms of morale than the scrappiest goal you're ever going to see uh, prob- well uh, Eagle got the last touch off a of Charlton head there was certainly a defender in there as well but to, to win it late on like that when you have been the team in the ascendancy uh, again it, with the run we've had the January we've had it was that was just the lift that this this team needed and you know the supporters on that far side uh, it was just it was just brilliant to see from where we were uh, and the photos afterwards proved it as well I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were smiles everywhere and people uh, hugging there are probably people hugging uh, people they never knew uh, never knew existed so it was just uh, yeah I think there was just that fear uh, over the last four games that we just dropped off and we just sort of it had, it had disappeared the the chance of top two and people were even scared that we you know if we didn't win yesterday we'd start dropping out of the top six potentially and you know the whole season would start falling flat and I understand all of those emotions because I'm sure I went through them myself so uh, it was just that relief of you know that frustration just going disappearing just for a, well at least for a split second until mm. next week I suppose but uh, <laughs> um, yeah just an outpouring of uh, of the, the frustration of the previous four weeks I think and for Igor of course his first league goal for us in over three years I was, I was looking back yesterday um, I think it was Rotherham away a 4-1 win in the championship relegation season was the last time he scored in the league for us I think he had a couple of uh, Checker trade ones, didn't he? In the eight 0 at Stevenage, but even I scored in that game. Um, so, so for him, I mean, you know, we, we, we're desperately in need of a striker to partner Lyle Taylor, and I'm sure we're going to desperately cling on now to anyone who scores a goal and say that they might be able to do the job. But you know, it's an important goal for him if it can just give him that little bit of confidence for the rest of the season. You know, it was, it was a scrappy goal. No, I think no one's claiming it was goal of the season, but. You know, it's the the cliche is sometimes you need one to go in off your bum. Sometimes you need one that's just dribbling over the line and helped helped over it by a defender. Exactly, and I think, like you say, I think it's I think it could be a really big goal for him, and I hope it is because he's been so sort of unfortunate this year with with injuries as well. I mean, we saw him up at Walsall, and he played quite well in that first half up at um, up at the Bankstead, and he he got that injury to his shoulder, and it was just. You know, it just seems to be unfortunate every single time, doesn't it? At the start of the season, he had he was cropped with injury, and and then again in October, and he's he's missed a lot of this of this season. So hasn't really been able to cement himself a place or or get any minutes. But um, you know, he came on came on yesterday and, and looked fairly lively. I think I saw saw Lee Bowyer say in his in his post match about that he's he's not really been that great in training recently, Igor either. So I think he's just 
we all want a lot more from him and I think the goal could really sort of trigger a bit of confidence for him and maybe maybe he'll start turning to the player we first saw when he joined the club. I've got to say, I think I, I thought he's looked lively that, since he's come back. Um, I mean, obviously I haven't seen him training, but uh, uh, you know, there's a caveat that his uh, his wife's just a baby, and so there's probably a few uh, sleepless nights in there uh, thrown in, and the pressures of, of having a newborn, I'm sure, uh, 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 rub off. But not just that. I think um, you know, we say it was a scrappy goal, and it was. But he got the first header, which was heading towards uh, Joe Rebo, who and I'm pretty sure the keeper saved it. He was there for the second one. He was the first one to, to be alive to the rebound uh, that was coming back. I mean, we were looking through a sea of blue bodies. I mean, there, I think there was nine Wimbledon players in that area and there were only three Charlton. And um, he was the first one to react. So, you know, you've got to give him credit for that. And I think uh, if that's the, uh, you know, the reflexes he's got, then maybe we have got the old Igor back. back. Time will tell, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's uh, it is always the way of the football fans to try and uh, every good game, every goal you get, all of a sudden you've got the next Messi on your hands. Every time we have a, <laughs> yeah. a, a couple of bad games, the and, uh, then it, then it's off to non-league for you. But um, by the time he's finished explaining that goal, it'll be the halfway line. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, the, the other the other major talking point, uh, as I mentioned, did did happen just after half time. Um, Premier League referees coming down to uh, see my theory so Chris Kavanagh Premier League referee they don't have this rule where you can actually show a yellow or a red card to the manager in the Premier League you just point and say you're off so my theory was he was gagging to test it he was he was desperate to show show a yellow card to a manager. So I mean we all know Lee Bowyer's no shrinking violet on the touchline. Um, he told us what he said, uh, although I dare say he might. I, have cle- I, 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 that was a truncated version. Yeah, I'm, 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 we're going to guess he he, he he cleaned it up a little bit. For I saw the, the I saw, yeah, I saw the um, the video of him going off, and there was definitely it, there was definitely not cheerio. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, he, get, he gets his marching orders. Two yellow cards in the space of yeah, he was a yellow card for arguing about Chris Solly, and then apparently. A yellow card for for sarcastically congratulating the referee for for dishing out the first yellow card, um, and it's quite, it's quite the indignity of having to walk across the pitch as well because uh, the the dugouts on the wrong side. And Bayer ended up coming to sit in front of us. Is interesting to watch him actually. He didn't seem to do much actually uh, in terms of have his reactions. I don't know if you could see better than I could tell, but he he, he seems to be quite calm. Every now and then he's throwing him on his phone. He was on his phone for yeah. a few times, uh, but yeah, I mean there were a couple of times where he uh, he leapt down towards the edge and uh, incurred the wrath of the home supporters away to our left-hand side, mm. the other side of the tunnel, um, and uh, got baited, and I won't say who, uh, probably just in case. But, um, yeah, no, well, he had to, I suppose, because if it had gotten, if it had kicked off on the stone, you know, Tony God knows where they'd have put him. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, running out of place, there's nothing left, yeah. I've I, I got to be honest, though, I think the referee, uh, I think there's a little bit of what you say. I mean, I know you said it tongue-in-cheek, but I think there's a little bit in that whereby... Uh, Premier League referees come down to League One and they just think, uh, you know, all they got to do is show that they're the boss. And that's it. And because, I mean, I know we're biased, uh, it's me especially. I'm not. Uh, uh, but some of the stuff dished out to Lyle Taylor in that first half that he got mm. absolutely nothing for. Yeah. And all right, some of the stuff he uh, he exaggerates, like all strikers, um, compared to some of the stuff he was given to the home side, was just outrageous. I mean, and mm. I think Lebo must have had, had the ump with him at half time and probably said something into it at half time because. Mm. Um, the one actually, the one that uh, Lebo lost it on with uh, Chris Solly, I thought was less of a foul than any, anything that had gone on before. Yeah. But um, yeah, he just got sarcastic and, and double whammy, and uh, they just enjoy that, don't they? The refs. Yeah, the fans, uh, the AFC Wimbledon fans, seem to enjoy it a little bit as well. And as you mentioned <laughs> towards the end, uh, there was there was a couple of fans after we scored the winner who were trying to have a pop at Bowyer and then picked on someone else with.
within the Charlton training staff or, or club staff as well. And it was it's quite funny when, when when you've just scored the winning goal. It's so like you can quite enjoy that actually. The, the fact that you know you've wound up uh, another set of uh, supporters as well. Um, uh, shows you this. it's interesting I've always wondered like because Bowie will now have a one match ban won't he from the, from the touchline so, yeah. we believe I haven't actually googled it yet but everyone seemed to be saying that uh, yesterday at, at the ground so it'll be interesting to see how we got on without him Jack obviously having to step up but if you if you can have, still have the phone contact with the dugout anyway presumably it doesn't make much difference no and I mean I, we saw yesterday I think you know Johnny Jackson is obviously a big part of this coaching staff as well and he's he's worked on the players all season and with set pieces and he's also got that leadership side to him when I, I imagine quite a lot of the squad still see him as, as the skipper so um, I think he'll have no problems looking after it and as you say if, if Boya can sort of text and ring as, as he wishes from from up in the up in the seats it's not going to make a huge amount of difference I imagine I imagine Jack goes in uh, straight after going I don't need you I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it yeah. fine yeah, yeah. You, you, you take the day off yeah. well, but, well I imagine if Roland saw that the fact, the fact oh, that we yeah. didn't need him yeah, in the yeah. dugout and we Good still point. won he'd probably think well, there's another there's, there's another, another contract yeah. I could save a, a few quid on there at the end of the season <laughs> um, uh, in fact uh, Sebo's just tweeted in saying that I think the AFC Wimbledon fans were disappointed it wasn't Carl Robinson still the manager being sent off I think they would have loved that <laughs> can you imagine yeah um so the team news before the game uh, obviously the question every week is who's going to be partnering Lyle, uh, Lyle Taylor up top but we didn't really go for a two at the top it was more of a three I think you'd say Marshall was there with uh, Williams on the on the other side uh, because uh, at first when we were being told the lineup we were told uh, we think Marshall's up top with him with uh, Taylor again I was like oh, not again it didn't work last time but in that front three I thought Marshall in particular in that first half Probably one of our better players, actually. I'd agree with that, and I th- but trouble was, I think the other two were a bit too played a bit too deep. And then got to give Wimbledon some credit for that. I think they put us under pressure uh, constantly, but you should expect that away from home. So we ended up really with just Lyle Taylor up top, and uh, I, I thought Williams um, in the first half, especially uh, second half, much better. But Williams in the first half, I thought just looked a bit lost for me, as as a little bit did um, um, George Lapsley. Uh, so I don't think that worked as well as as we'd like to have um, liked mm. it to have done. Uh, second half was utterly different, and and although the formation didn't change that much straight away, the attitude was different. I think mm. we uh, we played much further forward. There was a bigger gap between the the back for, um, the back four and, and the midfield. I thought as well. Um, Cullen, who I thought was a man of the match for me, um, he's he's the one that held it together in that first half. I thought, yeah. and so, but we just we just seemed to play further forward. The balls were quicker uh, to the front, and uh, we just looked uh, looked more positive second half. He must have had a go at him at half time. He yeah. just must have. Well, I think. I think. I think for me, actually, there's, there's quite a stark difference in performances between each half uh, from Taylor. Now he is our focal point yeah, up top, and now in the first half he wasn't really getting what he wanted. Like say there were some fouls on him, and I was quite pleased to see that he didn't react in a way that could have got him booked. And he was, you know, he's obviously taking that on board now because there's still another three games before uh, the amnesty to stop him getting that two game suspension. Uh, the second half, it just seemed like a different... I mean, he had that one run down the left-hand side in the first half but where he got injured afterwards. Second half, it just seemed like a different kettle of fish from him. He, he was so involved and he was causing all sorts of trouble, holding up the ball that we know he can. And as soon as he does that, he brings everyone else into the game and it made such a difference for us in that second period. Oh, definitely. I thought first half, he, he did look a little bit lost as well. And whether that was he was you know he was up against that nightingale i think he gave him a bit of a game didn't he, in the first half i thought that nightingale for them played quite well but um again with the system i don't think it was that effective and Lyle probably find himself alone quite a bit where in the second half as terry said we seemed to play with a, a little bit more aggression and a bit a bit further forward and, and marshall and williams were a little bit more effective um 
I personally don't like that formation. I think when Williams goes out wide, he's, he mm, becomes lost. So we saw that up at Peterborough as well when we had Ben Reeves on the other side of him. I didn't think Williams had a great game there. But second half, completely different. And, and that you know that came with Lyle Taylor. He obviously wound up the Wimbledon fans a little bit as well because they all loved him a few months ago and mm. they were booing him a lot of the second half, which I didn't understand. But I think I know why. <laughs> I think part of it's done because they thought he took a dive for the free kick. Yeah, he, he certainly, um, mm. considering the, some of the rough treatment he got in that first half where he was getting nothing. That was the uh, softest. I, I thought that was the softest. The, well, a soft free kick. There was a hand I'm, around his waist, but I think he did go down quite easily. But if there's enough contact there, he's going to yeah. say he's, he's I'm congratulating right. the 750 or however many it was. I, I think it looked more than that. Uh, Charlton fans on that uh, far side for winning that free kick for winning yeah. that free kick because <laughs> the referee definitely didn't give it the the linesman down that side who had to be in front of our lot uh, for that second half pretty much gave everything away <laughs> almost everything so uh, I, I'm actually it's probably crispy it's probably threatening him behind him was he there as well was yeah. He? yeah so uh, I reckon I reckon, uh, I reckon the, the, you know all the plaudits should go to this man beside me uh, but it just seemed to you know the referee was never going to give that free kick it was only when the linesman flagged mm. that he decided to give it. And I, and I think um, I can understand why the women of fans were a little aggrieved. It was the softest one that uh, that, were, that, that mm. was against him pretty much the whole game and but, he got it. But in fairness, you know, to, to even things up oh, after yeah. having a, a soft free Absolutely. kick, we said, all right, I'll, we'll get our centre-half yeah, to centre take, off, take it. it. Yeah, 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 let's yeah, give yeah, you a chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll that'll be fair. And, and he was blindfolded. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that Johnny Williams was mentioned, actually, because... We started getting tweets last week about, and my mate Ben, who I go to the games with, was, was moaning a bit last week. to say like, he's great on the ball, he runs with it, but we're still we're still lacking a little bit of end product. And I think that was very much the case in that first half. You know, getting into the right areas perhaps, but his pullbacks were never landed where they need to be. He never he never got a shot away that I can remember in the first half. Now second half again, mm-hmm. another another key difference was he was having shots. Uh, obviously, he played his part in the winning goal, being there for the short corner. You know that energy that he's got. Um, he needs to start turning it more into creating chances for others. And I think in that second half, we actually started to see a, a, a fair bit of that from him, Lewis. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think with with him, I, I agree um, with the end product side of it. I think we haven't seen enough in terms of creating a huge amount of chances. But I think where he glides so much on the ball and looks so good on the ball, that probably helps his game a little bit. Yeah, second half yesterday... Um, their keeper Ramsdale, wasn't it? He made he made quite a good save at his near post from, mm. from Williams. I thought that that had enough power on it to sort of bounce off Ramsdale and, and fall into the corner. But um, a clever short corner, obviously at the end for the winner as well. Um, and yeah, a big improvement in that second half. I would like him. I think if he gets a goal in the next, next couple mm. of weeks, it, it adds something to it. I think game. so. Like, like say so the energy he has on the ball does suggest that he will find little gaps and he will be in a position to try and create chances. And like I so say, I think he started to see that. We started to see that a bit more from him yesterday. Um, like I say, that, that that shot that you mentioned there, Lewis, that, he, that was saved at the near post as well, uh, was good. And, 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 and that's a positive. And, you know, I, I still think he can be a very important player for us in the rest of this season. He just needs to, you know, don't forget he hadn't played much at all this year. And, Playing yourself back into fitness as well is, is something that's going to take a while, but hopefully now that second half shows that uh, we're starting to see that. Um, George Lapsey, of course, came into the, the starting lineup uh, celebrating his new contract. Um, busy in the first half without really having too much time on the ball, it felt like. Yeah, I think, um, as, as I mentioned earlier, I think they, they just looked a bit lost that midfield uh, yesterday, yeah, in the first half at least. I don't think they were quite sure what... Um, what they had to do, they were a little bit under pressure, and so maybe they were just a little bit scared to go forward. Bearing in mind we're on a four-game winless run, I don't know if that played its part. Um, whereas uh, when we came out in the second half, we showed a lot more bravery and uh, uh, 
I thought George Lepsey was second up as well. He had a much, much, much well, better he, he had that shot as well that yeah. was unlucky because I imagine if that wasn't blocked, that looked like it was going certainly goal-bound from where we were looking from. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I mean, I was from the side, uh, so you, you, um, we don't know, but it certainly fizzed it and mm. it was at the right angle, so it would have yeah. definitely gone under the bar if it had been on target. Um, yeah. And going back to Williams, I, th- I think a little bit harsh on Williams. I think he's only just joined. He's, uh, he's had a long time out. I think he looks class on the ball. Yes, his distribution's got to be better, and yes, he's, um, he's got to be in, in better uh, final ball's got to be better. But I think um, that'll come. I, I, it's a shame that he hasn't got someone like Carl and Grant at speed in front of him, because I think he'd, he'd have picked him out on a regular Ooh, basis. Yeah, I mean, you remember actually that first, was it one of the first games he played for us? So we started at Shrewsbury away, where, I mean, maybe after a difficult first half in that game, we we were rampant in that second period in Carlin's pace, uh, along with Williams's passing, where obviously Carlin's going to find the space with, with, his, with his running. Johnny Williams isn't going to struggle to pick him out, so maybe we are being slightly harsh because he hasn't got that option he now. Hasn't, uh, he hasn't got the speed up front. Yeah, really. ahead of him. Uh, Nabi Sar FC, uh, good name on uh, Twitter, said that they did see quite a tug on Lyle's uh, top from the, the fans' point of view on the other side Not for the free kick that led to the goal. Yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely an uh, arm around the waist. It, it looked like from, from our side, like maybe he went down a bit easy, but if there was a, a clearer shirt pull on the other side I mean he's perfectly entitled to if he's being held like that on the edge of the area because it would have impeded his run into the box anyway but obviously Naby still had a, a lot to do London in it Giza said we gave the Linos dog abuse uh, on that far side I mean it's a great that, yeah. that away end it's a, like, so, as we were saying it's a horrible little ground to be and I've only ever been in that away end uh, in non-league games so it's, it's still been a bit quiet but you are so close mm. to the um, the officials I remember one game in particular it must be Wimbledon Bromley and uh, we, we were standing waiting for the... Uh, Bromley had put the play, uh, a throw-in out um, uh, due to a player being injured. And I've never seen this before. The referee came over to the person taking the throw-in and said, right, if you don't give that back straight to the goalkeeper, not for a goal kick, to the goalkeeper, I will book you for unsporting conduct. <laughs> so he threw it towards the goalkeeper, but it was going wide. And we were all saying, let it go, <laughs> let it go. But unfortunately, he picked it up, so he didn't get a, a booking for the uh, for the player. Um, Richard Justin's asking, what happened to Josh Parker? Was he injured? Now, we'll hear that from Lee Bowie, but it sounds like he's, he's ill, he's had a bit of a virus. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we'll find out a little bit more in the next in the next week or so. But we will hear that from uh, Lee Bowie in the interview, which is coming up later on the show. Um, start of the game, I thought Wimbledon again with Wack Wacky. I thought he looked really good just saying that opening half an hour or so. He's always likely to be, isn't he, against yeah. us, uh, old side. I'm, I'm, he supports us. So he always wants to, to try his hardest against uh, against us, I'm guessing. Uh, but I thought the whole Wimbledon side were, were, were at it. Uh, they've just on a, you know, two wins back-to-back, so they're going to be a bit more confident than they would have been otherwise. And, uh, Austin, every turnover of possession, they were hitting us so yeah, quick on the break. On the, yeah. on the break. Yeah, and absolutely. so many ex-Cholton players involved, actually. But Wag, <laughs> Waggy and Piggott involved in that. And that Terrell Thomas, by the way. Terrell Thomas, yeah, of Terrell course, Thomas. was involved in the goal. It, it it did take us a, a a while to settle, but in the fourth minute now, I, even listening back to the highlights, I don't. You guys didn't make so much of it because it came straight to Lyle Taylor where he had a shot. But shouldn't we have not had the really obvious penalty from where I was seeing well, the handball from uh, from one? Well, of I think the we legs. talked about it half time, didn't it? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was, but nobody else said anything around me, so I didn't really make any any meal of it. Otherwise, people would just think I was whinging uh, <laughs> again. But well, I was I was I was there. I was looking for someone else to well, agree with me. me yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I thought it was, but nothing was made of it. So I thought, well, maybe I didn't see it properly. I don't know. Mm. Did you have a view you on could, that? You could see nothing from the away end because the dugouts are made of that really annoying plastic that the sun reflects <laughs> off it. You could didn't see the other end of the pitch at all so it was actually quite lucky that all of the goals were at the other end because we way, would have seen wouldn't have seen any of the game with that in mind because that sun was uh, was we were we were playing directly into that sun 
the first half. I wonder if that had a bearing on the way we were playing in that first because because mm. we did look slightly at the back at least nervous on the ball. Mm. Uh, took a little too many touches to be sure, and it allowed women, AFC women to get around us and behind us. And I'm, I just wondered if that if that. I mean, I don't know because I, I wasn't playing in it. But uh, well, but, I've been. I mean, I'll, I'll call on all my uh, football career um experience and when i used to play down at goals at five aside <laughs> uh, we knew we always knew if we had uh, the six o'clock kickoff then you, i always i always personally made sure i got there early so we could stand behind the correct goal <laughs> so that we'd be shooting the right way in the first half so we didn't have the sun that was setting in our eyes so i, I think it, it, it maybe does I make be a clutching little bit of straws a bit but, but uh, yeah. not, not to the extent that it should that that you know, it shouldn't have affected the performance that much to the the way that we did struggle in that first half. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the, the the Wimbledon goal as well. I mean, we won't be happy with that because shades of that goal we conceded at Fleetwood a couple of weeks ago, a long ball into the air and we've fallen asleep. Now, I mean, there's a element of luck in the in the finish from Falovi or whatever his name was, but Terrell Thomas did well to get it into that into that danger zone and and Falovi is going to throw himself at it on loan from Watford. His uh, first goal for Wimbledon. He's, he's going to throw himself at it in that six-yard box, and likelihood is it's going to hit him and go in. I got told off for saying that wrong about fifteen times. Just <laughs> <coughs> for Levy, uh, I, I mean the big one was that uh, two players, <coughs> um, Piggott was uh, was a handful, uh, another mm. ex-Charlton boy, uh, and uh, two players went for went for Piggott, and that's it was as simple as that, and just forgot about Terrell Thomas running through. Had uh, had they both done their jobs properly, one go for the for the header and the other one go. For the dropping ball, maybe he wouldn't have got the crossing, but we left um, we left Thomas all on his own by yeah. uh, by jumping for the same ball, and then he just drills it across, and anything could happen. And of course, a, a, d- a defence that's been fairly pleasing over the last few weeks, and we hadn't conceded too many. Uh, I think I think uh, it was something like four clean sheets in six, something along those lines before that. The, the fact that we have just fallen asleep like that. Um, and, you know, particularly in that first half where we were struggling, that, I mean, that that had us a bit worried at that point. Yeah, it was just another one of those deja vu moments for me. It was the, the amount of times we go to that crown and don't turn up. I was yeah. obviously thinking the <laughs> I was obviously thinking the worst uh, after they scored. But yeah, the the guys would be would be disappointed defensively about that one. It was sort of another sloppy goal to give away, and mm. um, you know they'll, they'll want to have a look at that because. You, you know, the majority of the time re- over the last couple of months that defence has been pretty solid especially mm. with Dylan in there I've been really impressed with him um, his distribution yesterday as well uh, just for the mention I thought was a lot better I think the last couple, past couple of weeks mm. his, his kicking's been a little bit I loved his uh, his full time celebrations with the supporters <laughs> if you saw them yeah, he, he was giving right, it it's right, almost right, like right. Uh, Mark Kinsella wasn't it back in the good yeah. old days he was loving it and yep. you know you can see how much uh, it means to all the players but Dylan certainly seems to be one who stands out he loves it uh, when when we go and get three points like that, especially when you know, as a goalkeeper, he's been playing well recently. He's got his new contract. So you compare it to how he was on New Year's Day when he he come back in against Walsall, I think it was, and uh, you know we were discussing whether he'd actually sign a new contract when we spoke to him after, and he sounded so down on himself. But now he's really uh, set his stall in in between the sticks. There, Chris Maxwell hasn't had a, a sniff, which is the ironic uh, phrase to use if anyone saw the the video of him farting on the Chol- on the Cholton <laughs> official page before the game yesterday. Uh, and yeah, I'm so so pleased for how Dills has get, been getting on over the last few weeks. I mean, we were we were rattled after that goal, weren't we? We had a Bauer had to have a bit of a last ditch clearance, as, as as we saw from a low cross. I mean, it took us a while to, to get back into it, and then we did have that that huge opportunity. I mean, Lapo's been been played through on goal. He's been crowded out. He's unlucky there. It was good uh, good covering defending, and uh, at the time we like we literally couldn't see how Taylor could have missed it. We thought he must have volleyed it into the ground, but it's just one of those ones where where Lapsy's crowded out and ended up on the floor. 
he's just blocked, inadvertently blocked Lyle Taylor's shot and you felt so you feel so sorry for Taylor because he would have loved to have scored it back at Kings Meadow oh no and, you know it's just it seemed to be oh here we go this is Lewis said it before about going to Kings Meadow or Red, Cherry Red Records or whatever <laughs> uh, and getting nothing and not I call even, it Kingstonian's old ground whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Chelsea Women's Women's yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and getting nothing not showing up and you know, this time I thought, well, the, just, the luck's just not going to happen, is it? I mean, it could have gone anywhere. Lyle Taylor, all he had to do was, well, I say all he had to do, but uh, he had a decent size of the goal to aim at. And he hits it straight at George Lepsley on the floor. And it loops up and goes over the bar. And you think, oh, here we go. It's going to be one of those sort of days, one of those sort of afternoons. And then uh, um, it, it, it seems to happen as well. Uh, when we go through those sort of phases, every ricochet, every loose ball or every, every misplaced kick from the opposition still ends up in their feet it just it just seemed <laughs> the way it was going especially in the first half second half not so much but and you're thinking you know it's not going to happen is it mm. uh, but I was forgetting about Naby obviously yeah, of course yeah so that second half as we've talked about we saw Bayer uh, getting his marching orders uh, the, the, the Naby free kick there was just that uh, you know you know those great goals where time just stays still just for a half a second while you're just waiting for it to nestle into the, the back of the net and you, you're always put off by the goalkeeper not moving you say you're half thinking has that gone wide then or then mm. then you see it flying in and like I say everyone, everyone's so pleased for big nabs and we, we spoke to him after that I'm certain that's the first time I've actually got to speak to him myself first time I've been there for one of his interviews and it was a, a real pleasure to, to speak to him you'll be able to read that tomorrow in the South London Press will play on Thursday show as well uh, great, great to see uh, what he had to say. He's really turned the corner, hasn't he, over the last few years here? Um, and then, like I say, that that was when we were the, the tails were very much up for us, and we saw that Arebo shot that was only just wide. Uh, Marshall was played in by Taylor. Like I say Taylor really improved in that second half, and Marshall probably not the best finish on his left foot, but but a half decent effort. Cullen as well, uh, a great save from the goalkeeper. I mean, th- these are chances, chances, chances kept coming. Fossu nearly getting on. Uh, to a cross on that far side can't quite get there that Williams chance that we talked about we're just listing chances now because we had so many uh, Igor coming on you know you're thinking what's the last throw of the dice this is what you want to see um, and yeah brilliant brilliant to uh, to get the win especially after Taylor had missed that chance about two minutes before which gets forgotten about now doesn't it oh, no I hadn't forgotten uh, <laughs> I think that's down to how desperate he was to score because mm. uh, it Normally, I think he would have just allowed that ball to drop. Yeah, because he had so, he had so, he had much, so time. much time. Yeah. It was it a corner or a cross that came in. So much time for it to drop, but he he, he snapped at it, snatched well, it. He took it just, early, didn't he? Yeah. Just he raised above everybody and took it at the, the ball's highest point, I think. And mm. uh, a bit when he landed, he thought, "Well, oh, no, there's nobody near me. I could have just <laughs> let it drop." Yeah. Now, love, so the the winning goal. So we, we've talked about the goal itself. Now let, let's go more into our celebrations. So I didn't realise I did this. So uh, we were. It, it was pretty branded. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if anyone had ever told me at any point in my life you're going to be punching Steve Brown in the face, I never would have believed him because I always, I always loved Brownie when he played. Um, obviously, I'm really pleased every time I get to, he, he does Radio London and him and Phil Parry were there commentating yesterday. I was just sat next to him, uh, chipping in every now and then when, when, when needed to. But when that goal went in, I mean, you're supposed to, in the press box, you're, you're supposed to show a little bit of decorum. Although, if we're being honest, none of us ever do. I've, I was going to say, yeah. I can't remember ever experiencing yeah. <laughs> Even with Stephen E. Jake Neal, I didn't show any <laughs> So, um, so when that winning goal was got in, and I, I stood up. Um, everyone, in, obviously, we had the Charlton directors in front of us as well, and and the uh, yeah, the people they brought along with us. Uh, was that Jason Yule's son who came of Jason Yule giving us yeah, high fives? Yeah. Jason Yule's son, I mean, sorry, yeah, giving, giving, giving everyone yeah. high fives when we scored. Uh, I I was trying to, I wanted to high five someone. Obviously, I, we had Alan Seabrook on my left, who is the wing wing nose doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was I was I was banging Stubbly on the back of the head, saying, "All right, turn around, give me a high five. 
So I'm guessing that's when I accidentally punched Steve Brown in the face, <laughs> apparently twice. Uh, I turned to my left and Ollie, Ollie Grooms sprawled halfway down the stairs. I don't know what's happened there, but apparently he's hurt his ankle quite badly <laughs> celebrating as well. To, he stacked it trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to run down the stairs yeah. large, I think. I don't yeah. know if he wanted a high-five so, Lee Bowyer. Yeah, that's, that's the only <laughs> thing. I, di- I didn't see what Bowyer was doing at that point. I, I would have loved too, it I if he I'd was... Seen it, yeah. I mean, I remember when we got that last-minute equaliser at Luton and they had the fan cam and there was... Uh, was it Terry from, who, who gives out the, the passes here? Yeah. So there was a, leave, a member of staff there right up at the barriers and um, so I, I would have loved it if Bayou had been right up at the barriers like a fan just giving it big <laughs> like that but, yeah I mean obviously, obviously he didn't he's, uh, he's got a lot more class than me and Terry put together unfortunately yeah. so it wouldn't be hard would it yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he wasn't there but I mean the, the celebrations I mean the, I found that picture of you Lewis on the, on, on the Press Association website but I, I put up a video because that, that, that whole side on that far side was just bouncing and then in, in the seats behind the goal you've got the upbeats as well and Nathan loving it brilliant <laughs> everything about it was brilliant it's just one of those moments where it felt like you know that's that's our bad patch over now this could be something to cling on to and to you know ride the coattails of another good bit of form now because we've given ourselves a massive lift yeah I think there's a bloke uh, to the left of Lewis who clearly had a hundred quid on a one-one <laughs> that's <laughs> Lewis's name <laughs> yeah. that's Peacock yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah. I did say he's, he's, that's the most like unfortunate timing with photos because <laughs> about five minutes before that when the goal went in he was sort of down about four rows of stairs on some yeah, random sure person's back I'm sure he was I'm sure he was Living the dream, but he does a very unfortunate time. The thing, the thing about uh, Wimbledon's uh, um, press area is it's snug. So jumping up in the Wimbledon press area is not exactly something you can do easily. No, so, uh, which Ollie Grimm clearly forgot about because uh, <laughs> you can't just. You, uh, had he had it been at Cholton, had you clocked Steve Brown uh, up in the gantry at Cholton, he'd have chased you all the way down. I'm sure <laughs> from one length to the other because he's got the room to do it. But you're not going to do that. I assume yeah. you're pinned in until you're yeah. told otherwise. It's, it's a great. Um, so after because because they were presenting the show yesterday from Kings Meadow, it meant um, is a rare opportunity. We got Lee Bayer to go up to the point so they could do it live. So so this was so funny. So. I mean, no, no one's ringing up Lee Bowyer before the game and saying, oh, just so you know, uh, BBC London will probably want to speak to you. Steve Brown will be there. You'll remember him. So Bowyer, <laughs> like, after the game, Bowyer, it's almost like he's getting being led around the shops by his other half. Like, Ollie brings him out. Ollie brings him out. And I, I said to Ollie, right, can you get him up the stairs to, to Phil? That'd be really good if we could have him on live. And uh, so Lee's just following Ollie, looking at Phil, going, oh, I'll speak to him in a minute. And Steve Brown's just staring at him. Waiting for him to recognise him, <laughs> and finally Bowie looks up and oh, Brownie! <laughs> and they had a, they were, you could hear, you could hear right. just before, um, just before Phil Parry goes to leave Bowie alive. You can hear Bowie moaning about he's sending off to, to Steve Brown in the background. But yeah, uh, so that was that was it was great to hear from him live on Radio London yesterday. But also we're going to hear from him uh, now here on Charlton Live as well. Don't forget, um, you can have your say. Plenty of you have already got in contact. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, leave a comment on there there's a thread on there for tonight's show let us know what you made of yesterday's performance uh, if you just want to just send some characters about Nabi Sars free kick or, or record yourself making the noise that Nabi Sars free kick made you make I mean we're more than happy to try and play that on that could be dangerous on this evening's show on this evening's show let's hear what Lee Bayer had to say uh, he caught up with all of us Terry uh, asking the first few questions and uh, Terry was asking if he felt that that winner at one point was never going to come I believe we would win. We just needed to get that first goal. Um, first half, we, I think we looked nervous. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's the occasion. I, I don't know. Like they know that we're, we're close. Um, I don't know why we look nervous. 
because we was very good in training yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, but maybe the goal, and then we haven't scored many lately. So then maybe they that affected them. I don't know. The young side as well. So that that could have a, a part to play, you know. But I believe in them all the time. You know, I see them every day. I know what they're capable of doing. And I think that the second half there is is basically what I see all the time. Like just the, 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 their movement and. and how quick they move the ball is makes a difference in, in their fitness to keep doing that and going to the end, going to the end, and like Wimbledon look very, very tired. But that's because at, at times I know it, people get frustrated and this they want you to attack every time, but sometimes you just got to keep the ball, especially on a warm day like today. And, and, and they got tired because we kept the ball well. There's times in this going side to side, yeah, I get that. But that's what you have to do at times, to wear the teams out, and then you will find someone that falls asleep. And, and we've done that quite a lot in the second half, but it's just, our, again, our final ball, you know, it's just the amount of times we've got into them good areas again, and just that final ball or the finish or the keeper again making great saves. It's, but I believe we're going to thump someone soon because it's, we're getting in some very good areas a lot of times. and. Um, Sooner or later, th these chances that we're going to have to start taking. Do you think the nerves came because at the start of the game we seemed to be uh, at it and uh, creating a lot of opportunities and, as you say, the final ball wasn't quite coming off? Did that uh, bring the nerves in, do you think? Because then we sort of allowed Wimbledon to gain control a bit and get behind us, which, uh, which isn't, isn't like us, especially in the back four. No, and, and you've got to remember, they scored from a set piece. Like It wasn't it was bad defending on, on our part. And, and then, obviously, then they... They, they was hitting us on the break, but then second half, I, I think like we, we, we put things right, and Marsh played a bit higher, and he was more of a threat, you know, like in behind them, and, and so yeah, I think I think it, everything went to plan. Obviously, Tariq came on, made an impact, which was good to see. Um, Igor getting a goal, you know, like I said to him yesterday, that like, I want more from you. I want more from you, like because he hasn't been good in training but he's got such an opportunity he's got a chance you know like Lowell's our one striker with, with Josh Parker who's off field like this is an opportunity for him grab it like why, why would you not grab it so I said that to him yesterday I want more from you and to be fair he came on today and, and, and again made an impact and, and that's what that's what the squad does it's not about one person or two people it's a squad and, and Igor has come on and, and, and got the winner Second half, they looked a marked change uh, from the end of the first, where uh, we seem to be slightly more in their faces. Women and competing a lot more for the ball. Was that ta just tactical, or did you have to uh, gym up a bit? No, I had to tell them because it's not acceptable. Like, no matter how doesn't matter how good you are in possession. If you don't fight to get the ball back, then then there's no point. Then then that's what has happened to us in the past. We came here last season, lost one 0 We came here this, the season before, lost what two one or something in the cup, like. We get we get bullied places like that in the past. It's a fact. Shrewsbury last season, like it's, you know, like there's tough places to go. This isn't easy. Wimbledon have just won, scored four away from home, and they've won their last two away games. And the managers turned it around. They, they, I think they've got a chance of staying up. Like if, if they can maybe win the next couple, then they'd have a good chance. They're, I think they're, they're not. They're a lot better side than we played maybe a month ago when we played them, two months ago. They were a lot better side than that. And uh, free kick, 
Step, up steps. Uh, now, there have been some calls, uh, probably a little bit tongue-in-cheek, for somebody like Naby Sardar over Pogue, but uh, up he steps and, and drills it. Yeah, so he's got a 100% record, hasn't he? <laughs> so he's taken one and scored. When we've had about six other players have about four or five goes all season and not hit the target. So I'd like to think that I'd put my house on that Naby Sar will be taking the next one on Saturday because he's got a beautiful left foot. He, he, so he's a um, great finish, top corner, centre half, you know. It's crazy to think, but um, yeah. And he was up there again uh, for the winning goal, causing uh, causing disruption in the box. But then uh, you mentioned Igor coming on and looking lively. Is it one of those goals that it, it sort of has to go in, don't matter how? Yeah, because you, you need that, you know. Like you just got to keep going and going and, and just hope that something does fall your way. Because in the in the last few weeks it hasn't been happening for us. We haven't had that little break, you know, and, and something dropping nicely for us. So yeah. it's... it's Sometimes you, you deserve that for your efforts. I thought they deserved that today, to, to keep going and fighting and to come from a goal behind. I, I thought they deserved that, yeah. You had to do it for most of the second half without uh, without yourself on the touchline, uh, because uh, fairly early on in proceedings, uh, the ref uh, gave you a yellow and then a second one and, and sent you to the stands. I'm assuming it was for a less than complimentary uh, comment about uh, a few decisions. Yeah, because first half, it, they got a lot of soft fouls, I thought. And then Chris Solly got fouled in along the touchline and I said it's a foul and then he was like no 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 but he said to Chris Solly afterwards oh yeah it was a foul well give the foul and then we don't have the conversation and then obviously then I said to him like but like it's a joke you gave four of them to them in the first half at least and so he gave me a yellow and then I said well done and then he gave me another yellow so <laughs> it's I don't know I don't know so it's up, it's up to them. It makes no difference to me. The three points are the most important thing. But it's, it's wrong. Like, he's telling the player that it was a foul. That, that was what I was asking for. Like, what, why have you not given the foul? So, I don't know. They change their minds all the time. Well, I suppose at least you're experiencing the whole uh, issues of management uh, in such a short space of time. So you're getting as much experience as you can early on. Yeah. You know, I've got um, been a lot greater. I know that. <laughs> but yeah, the experience is good. And... I'm, I'm really proud of them. All I can say is I'm proud of the lads and, and they deserve that today. So uh, I'm looking forward to next Saturday. You mentioned Josh Parker being off ill. Is it Justin Ornus? Is he be back in contention for next week? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird really. We trained, we trained Tuesday and then um, he, he's like got a bit of a temperature and then he was off Wednesday, Thursday. The, the, the club doctor sent him to the hospital Friday for blood tests and I. Uh, He's lost a lot of weight and temperature and sweating, and so yeah, hopefully he'll be back in Monday. But I don't know no more than that. That basically he's just been off here all week, and uh, so yeah, that's why he wasn't here today. Tough two games coming up: Doncaster and then Portsmouth. He must be equally delighted that Lowell Taylor didn't pick up a pocket today. Yeah, um, Lowell will be alright. Plays on the edge. That's the way he plays. I understand that. Um, but yeah, he, he worked hard. Um, just unfortunately, didn't take that chance he had first half. He got fire six yards out. He said it hit Jules Lapsley in them. So again, like it's an easy chance, you know. Like we're creating chances, we're just going to start taking them. That's all. Well, took two of them today, and that was enough to seal the victory. Congratulations! On that. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Um, just ask the decision to bring on Eagle, was that pre-arranged or something that you was able to communicate from, from the stands here? No, communication. Yeah. 
Yeah. So maybe she was on a, on a mobile phone, was that the, the hotline and yeah. over there? Yeah, and then half time, walking across, I said to Jacko that give it 10 minutes and then start talking about maybe bringing Igor on, on to give Lowell a bit more help up top. So the uh, problem is Igor's not fit enough to start, so you've got to use him wisely and today we did. Brief conversation on the phone or you send a text or...? Yeah, just conversation. Just like, yeah, it's time now. Tried to hold on and because we was on top at the time, so I didn't want to disturb things too much. But then it came, comes a point you think, well, we've got to put him on there. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's all it was. The decision for Naby to take over free kicks, where did that come from? Well, I'm guessing him because I um, I didn't tell him to take it. So, But yeah, he's, he's got a great left foot. He's, got, he's scored so many goals in training this He's probably one of the better finishers in training. Top three, top three finisher in training. So, uh, yeah, but to, to score from a from a dead ball is very, very difficult. So, uh, just shows you how good he is. Corner will be taken by Josh Cullen. Cullen swings it in towards the six-yard box. Little flip, oh, he's in the rebound. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Arrivo yes! yes! Joe Arrivo pokes it home for the Addicts. The corner from Josh Collin was initially won by Arrivo. Off the bar, deflected back to the central midfielder who taps it in to make it Charlton 1, Doncaster 0. Welcome back, it's Joe and Live here on your Sunday evening. We just heard there from Lee Bowyer, the Alex boss, after yesterday's uh, late 2-1 win over at AFC Wimbledon. Um, I was just saying while we were listening, I, I could listen to Lee Bowyer talk all day. Oh, he's, got such a way, he's got such a way with words, hasn't he? And uh, he, he's such passion uh, talking about the, the, the club and... You know, he really, he really takes everything to heart, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really good to hear him. And obviously, still doing a great job. It's a strange one because, um, especially now, it's less so. But when he when he first came, Lee, uh, or first came into the, to the job, uh, the manager's job, <clears throat> when he first comes in, he gives nothing away in his face at all. Yeah. So you're wondering, especially after a defeat, by the way. So you're just wondering, how's this going to go? And doesn't look like he's going to open up. 
so when you ask the first question, you think, right, this is going to this could be a bit arduous. This could, this could take a while. I'm going to going to have to have to work hard here. But once once you start, uh, mm. it, because I think that basically he's an honest he's an honest person. He just says it as it is, and that's all. As, as a fan, that's what you want to hear. Mm. You, you want to, you don't want him glossing it up or or saying, oh, you know, I thought we were unlucky. If if he thinks we're rubbish, he'll, he'll say so, mm. and and that's uh, and it's refreshing. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm the same as you. I could listen to him all day because uh, it's just an honest honest bloke. I remember that you, you say like you can never read him. Remember Atkinson standing away. We're, well, I've been, we drew one all. I've been at the game. I was, oh, it wasn't great, but I was. Uh, I mean, I still had my uh, my expectations quite low at that point. I remember asking Lee Barry, like, oh, "What did you think?" And he, he was furious with the team performance, and it really took me aback. Like, he really, you really can't read him until until he starts speaking. But like I say, speaks his mind, and it's great to listen to. Um, although, like I say, I imagine he said a fair bit more to the referee than, than what he was doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it was conservative with how he how he said it, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but going going back to what you just said, he, he, in that interview there, he's he's openly said he's told Mark Mar- um, uh, and before he said it about Mark Marshall, he said to he got Vettel yeah. He said, "I need more from you. You got a chance now. We're a striker down. I need more from you. You need this is your opportunity. Grasp it." Mm. And then he says, "To be fair, when he's played, he ha- he seems to you know he's he's come alive in training, not so much. Um, so he, he's open about it, and he says, and then you can understand." You know, if if he tells you then that uh, the reason that such and such hasn't played is because uh, he just he just hasn't played very well. You know, if, if you know, and so if he tells you Josh Parker's ill, then you think, well, actually, that's probably true. Then mm. you know, whereas previous managers would, like with Igor, would have said, well, no, I, you know, he's he's not really fa-. like famously, Carl Robinson, well, he's only played a few minutes, so I didn't want to risk him. And all. when probably it was because he was absolute dog poo in training, <laughs> so they haven't played him. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Right, we've got loads of tweets and emails that have come in after yesterday's game. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum, have your say on yesterday's performance. Um, if there's, I mean, how do you feel now after after we've uh, we've got that win? There was that little worry, but it's built up a lovely seven point gap now down to Peterborough in seventh, which has just given us that, like I say, that little that little bit of. Uh, of um, space to be a little bit more comfortable now, which is uh, what had me worried at this time last week. I think after we'd drawn with uh, uh, who was it, Blackpool here at the Valley. So, any, anything you want to say, email studio at chantonlive.co.uk. Right, first tweet came in from Cliff Scales yesterday. Said uh, he opened, he was hoping that Chant were going to win for his birthday, and they'd done exactly that. So, Cliff, uh, Cliff's having a good run with his uh, prediction tweets because he predicted the midfield the week before as well. So, well done, Cliff. Uh, London Indigies is on a good run as well. He's been to 16 games this season, and we haven't lost any. Uh, sadly, he said he's not going to be at Doncaster or Portsmouth, uh, but he will be at Burton, so not all lost. Excellent. I'm not having that. We've got to set up a crowdfunding yeah. page. Yeah, well, Nate, Nate, yeah, Nate, <laughs> Nate responded to him saying he's got to start coming to every game because, I mean, if, if, if you've got the Midas touch like that, uh, yeah, you, you should really be uh, quitting whatever whatever your job is. You know, if you have a family, just say say you're not going to see him again. You've got to be down to Charlton, uh, securing the points for us. Right, Adam Biggs, one of the upbeats was there uh, yesterday. Said so Charlton got a good win uh, today. The three points are on the table after they defeated Wimbledon. It was a good match. Uh, well done, Adam. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, London Eagles as well. So again, now Johnny Williams looks good on the ball, but seems to go nowhere and zero. End products is a bit of an enigma for me. Jimmy Seed said he does feel that Williams wears them down with his running on the ball, though. He says he rarely uses it, it takes it into dangerous areas, switches play well. Hopefully, we'll start to find the killer pass next. Yeah, I think it's like we, we touched on earlier. I think it, it will come with minutes. You know, we're, we're looking at a guy who's spent the, the majority of the last couple of seasons on the treatment table, and uh, he's got the opportunity now um, at Charlton to sort of build up his confidence, get some minutes and, and earn himself a contract, you know, because he, he hasn't got one at the end of the season. And I'd like to think that if he does well, he'd like to stay here. And he's playing for that. So 
we've got to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt in terms of maybe a little bit of rustiness there. Um, but it will come with, mm. with matches and he's not really put too, you know, he hasn't put, really put a foot wrong mm. bar the end product. It'd be interesting to see whether we would be able to keep him on because I can, I imagine he's not earning his full potential at the moment if he is the player that everyone says he was. I, I dare say he would have come here, I'm only guessing, I dare say he would have come here happily taking a pay drop for six months, which is why he's only on a six-month deal as well. Although, obviously, Roland would have played a part in that um, because he, he, he needs to go out and prove himself as a footballer again because, as you said, Lewis, he hasn't played for a while. So it'd be interesting to see at the end of this season if you know if championship bids start coming in again. If he stays fit for the rest of this season, I dare say championship bids will come in. Uh, and if we're not a championship club, then we'd struggle to, to keep a hold of him. He's a classic um, Charlton player uh, in, in, in years gone by, whereby he's got something to prove. And we, if we can harness that and utilise it, then it's good for both. Because if we go up, then he'll probably stay with us and we can afford to keep him. If we don't, and he, but he contributes to a, a good uh, good period for us and maybe you know whatever however close we get, then the the talk out there will be that or Williams is back playing ex Premier League etc 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 and he'll find a club. Mm. Uh, Tom uh, Bramley tweets in says a really poor first half but a much improved second and a deserved three points. Once again, Saar and Arebo would have stand out performance if Naby keeps this up between now and the end of the season. Could he be in with an outside shout for Player of the Year? Roland Donny next week coming your reds. I mean, first of all, Naby. Probably, probably, I mean, considering all everything combined, you know, with his standing before this season started, I remember he was a bit part player last year, was on loan in France a year before that, and then he was before that playing in a, a relegation team where he, he certainly didn't uh, pull up any trees at all. I mean, he's a very unpopular player. You'll, it'll be easy to remember when he was first here. Uh, to, I mean, if there was certainly if, if like at a kids club, they had a most improved player award. I mean, he'd walk that. But just because of the way he's done it against all the odds, I think I think he will pick up a hell of a lot of votes for player of the season. I mean, obviously, Lyle Taylor's probably been more important throughout the course of the season. But Naby's certainly an outside shout. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him in and around the, in the top three, you know, to at least pick up one of the awards. Um, purely based on on the fan popularity. I mean, the turnaround is just remarkable. I mean, the the players were singing his name from from start to finish yesterday. You probably heard the amount of Navi Sar chants that were going on. It was a new one made up every every five minutes, <laughs> coming up with all different songs. But it's just so it's just so good for him because I think it shows a lot about Navi Sar as a character in terms that he had he was like the poster boy for the regime when he came in and in that you know that horrendous season when we went down to League One. He got shipped out on loan and we thought we'd never see him again. And he came back under, under Carl Robinson and he said he wanted to give it a real go. And I think we're really seeing the benefits of that this season under Lee Bowyer and I'm, I'm really happy for him because he is still young and I think we forget that and it's a yeah it's a real real glowing reference of his character to turn his career around and yeah. especially here where he was seen as you know this this awful player yeah 25 years old Naby so like I said when we spoke to him yesterday uh like I said that was the first time I've, I've ever really met him and uh it just it's just smiley character really he seems so happy and so settled now and uh, it must make a difference. It has to make a difference. If you don't feel happy and you don't feel settled, then it's going to affect your performances. And I think that's quite clear what, what we saw when, when he was first here. Uh, several issues on that. First of all, um, Lewis is absolutely spot on with everything he said. You know, um, he had uh, he had to put up with the the fact that he was the uh, the image of the the regime at the time uh, because he was reportedly on a huge amount of money and a long and a long contract. Uh, still be on that, ironically. And, and, yeah, of course he was, and he wasn't very good. And people forget 
you know, well, not forget that's probably unfair, but you know, it was irrelevant to most people that you, you know, very few players come from abroad and hit the ground running in the in, in the UK football. I mean, very few, uh, unless they're exceptional, and they don't, and you don't come to a League One club if you're exceptional. So um, it was always going to take him a while, but unfortunately, you know, we were in a position where he was he was thrown in, he couldn't cope, <clears throat> so he's had a lot to deal with, uh, you know, and the contract and the money uh, probably wasn't anything down to him. It's between agents and bosses and who knows. So. Uh, for him to show the character to go away and then come back and and turn turn it around and turn the uh, fan reaction around is huge, absolutely huge, and he deserves everything he's getting at the minute. Because uh, uh, you, you say you have never spoken, I've spoken, been lucky enough to speak to him a few times, and he's like that all the time. And um, I, I'm trying to think what game it was where. Um, well, no, I do know what game it was. Down here against um, uh, um, well, Peterborough was one. Uh, and um, Altry, uh, is it Altry was the other where he was everybody's guard dog uh, when um, when it started kicking off in the middle there. it was Altry Accrington I beg your pardon Accrington differently Accrington he was yeah. uh, he was everybody's guard dog he was he was there protecting everybody so uh, he's it clearly wasn't a town was it <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly everybody you know he, he's uh, he, you know, in the changing room, he's he's an important figure as well, which is yeah. which is great to see. Yeah, of course, his uh, performances uh, against um, Cray Wanderers have been brilliant oh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I'm enjoying Nabi FC's tweets into the show. <laughs> I think I think Nabi FC's tweets uh, making it look like that they've been doing what I've been doing all day, and just every now and then, just remembering Nabi Sar scoring a free kick yesterday. <laughs> so because uh, he just he tweeted earlier, nothing to say except I love Nabi Sar. I always have and always will. And then about two minutes ago, he just tweeted, just keep remembering that Nabi. Bloody Scott, so I scored a free kick and laughing to myself. And yeah, yeah I feel I've been doing that at different points all throughout the day. Bob Lipscomb <laughs> tweeted in as well, by the way. He says uh, he, every, he always backs Nabby to score. <clears throat> so it's another love in for, yeah. for Nabby. Uh, and yesterday it happened. It's 11 to 1, he was. Not uh, bad. One not of those bad. times you, you wish you put yeah. more than a pound on, says yeah. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he should get more for that for that quality of goal. They, they should That's true, actually. The yeah, they should. That. Yeah, yeah, bonus point. Or whatever yeah. it's I had yeah. Charlton to win and both teams to score as well. My most my most successful bet, uh, bet this this season has always been that one. We won again yesterday. Uh, uh, right, uh, 100% Charlton, three points in the bag. I didn't go personally, but listen to the boys on Valley Pass. Excellent commentary, by the way. Uh, the first half sounded poor, but second stepped it up and got the goals. Nabby bloody sir. <laughs> That's twice we've had that. <laughs> what a free kick. And Igor grabs a goal first of first one of many, hopefully. He said, the fans, the fans sounded great. Let's hope we can go on a good run of wins now. We're in a very good position. Seven points off seventh place. Playoffs, here we come. Wembley, Wembley, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean it's not, it's nice when you're in that position. I remember this time last year really. We're in, obviously obviously we uh, made a bit of a late dash for the playoffs last year, but when when you're in that position when you know you got all the excitement of thinking, Oh my god, we're actually gonna get in the playoffs and then as soon as the last game of the season's over and you actually have to go to the playoffs, it's like, ah oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> not this again. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, let's just enjoy it uh, while we can at the moment. Chrissy T, a huge three points yesterday. Frustration and pressure getting to Bose was evident with his sending off. Taylor not getting booked is like a goal in itself. I'm ready to take back everything I ever said about Nabby. He's becoming a cult hero and he can play too. Uh, John Ellis, I was listening live from Rio Airport Ooh, on uh, BBC Radio. Uh, sounded like we made lots of chances against someone will get a good hiding soon. I mean, Bowie has been saying that all season. I mean, if we do play Altering, it'll probably be them. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like... I am final, looking forward to, to, to that day if we do finally get out the hiding that, that we have. That, you know, perhaps we should have with some of the cr- chances we created at times this season in games. Yeah, definitely. We, we, we do create 
so much and that sort of lack of uh, that finishing edge. I mean, we can't forget that we have, obviously we've lost Carlin now, but between um, Carlin, Grant, Lyle, Taylor, the amount of goals that they've scored between the two of them, um, you know, it shows we were taking our chances and we've come off the, I've come off the gas maybe a little bit in recent weeks. Um, but it, it helps when you've got such a creative midfield around you. Bo, you said many a time that maybe those midfielders maybe need to chip in with some goals as well. I know, uh, ben Reeves, who probably lost his place in the side yesterday because he got pulled off at half time, didn't he, against uh, uh, against Blackpool last week? Maybe for not getting involved. And I know the week before when he scored the header, it was uh, a case of if you don't don't get the box, I'm taking you off. And I, he's obviously expecting the midfield to chip in because you can't put it all on Lyle's shoulders. And then you've got two strikers, one that's just joined the club and probably doesn't know how how we play. He's still learning that. He's ill at the moment as well. And then Igor, who seems to spend his most se- most of the season on the treatment table, mm. so. You're relying a lot on on Lyle Taylor, and when the load was spread evenly between him and Carlin, it was obviously a lot easier. Now, now there's that challenge, but you know we, we just got to keep keep plugging away. And if we can get that hiding, you know we might might save it to the Wembley game if we get there. <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that'd, uh, that'd be nice. Right, if James, you win some, you lose some. Now, normally I'm a laid back, speak my mind, fella. So all I will say is bloody hell, chaps, we won and we're on the march. The top two is in reach again. I have, uh, and then he goes, and I have had a drink uh, and I'm still sober, honest. Well, stumbling around a bit. Well, you never know, uh, Ev. I, I, I mean, top two is probably out of our uh, out of our reaches now, unfortunately. But you never know. As, uh, we're going to hear from Igor Vetkele in, in a couple of seconds. I was I was tweeting earlier actually asking if anyone thought that this could be the the goal that resurrects his Charlton career. Now, I wasn't necessarily talking about beyond this season because uh, CFC Facts and Stats said, no, he is on seven grand a week. Uh, the rat will want him gone. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- there's no way he'll be staying here at Charlton on that money. Of course, he'll have to take some sort of pay cut. But just in terms of the rest of this season, we're hoping now that that could be the goal. That could just send him uh, on a little uh, bit of a run. Dr. Lazarus, in the in the picture of uh, Igor, he's sort of holding his ears uh, Dr. Lazarus says, is, is he tugging his ears in that pick? Suggests you've scored a Laura Laura goals uh, previously. Does he look a bit like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Cilla Black. Cilla Black. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cilla Black <laughs> big that. ears? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she used to tug her ears. As, uh, <laughs> as well, what she did in her own home was her own affair. <laughs> uh, right, Tim Jackson. Uh, amazing day yesterday. A moment that made recent frustrations worth it. What a goal from Naby. So pleased for Igor as well. Special mention for Fosu, who was fantastic when he came on. Uh, the celebrations at the end from all the fans and the players made it feel like a season defining moment come on you Alex yeah we haven't really mentioned Fosu of course the corner that led to the goal was his effort that was tipped around the post and we see that shot being saved you think oh that's going to be the last chance but yeah again I did think he looked a little bit lively at times yesterday I'll go along with that I think um, uh, again maybe he's got a point to prove because uh, openly I think again Lee Bayer had criticised him and uh, um, Mark Marshall for you know the end product, uh, and yesterday I, I thought uh, he made a difference when he came on. We looked uh, we looked a better side, uh, go, especially going forward after he came on. Um, and it was an interesting one when uh, when he brought um, Dix, uh, Anthony Dixdale on for Chris mm. Solid. So they were, I think I don't know if that's because they were worried about Bartram's pace on that left side. I don't know, but uh, it's 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 good that they're. Making decisions, not scared to make decisions, because normally you'd, you'd never think of bringing Chris Solly off unless he was hanging off one leg. Mm, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an interesting sub when that happened at the time. Um, 
Right, uh, Mark says, Hi, would love to think so in terms of uh, uh, Igor going on a run now, but not overly confident. Would be more confident if it was an absolute belter rather than a scrappy goal. Uh, but a goal is a goal, and that was an important win. Always been an Igor fan, though, and I really want him to do well again for us. Cliff Scale said that we needed that win. It was a brilliant free kick from Naby. Nice to see Igor back and scoring. Would love to see him and Taylor click as a front two. Uh, Bob Liskin's also asking if you think if we think that... Uh, the, the Nabs will be up there for uh, for Player of the Year. Right, let's have a, li- a listen to what Nabby, uh, to what Igor had to say even after yesterday's uh, win. Obviously, he got the late the late winner as I mentioned earlier. His first league goal for the club in uh, just over three years, so uh, a great time to get it. He spoke to Terry Smith after the game, and this is what he had to say on the victory. Yeah, I think um, didn't play so well first half. But, um, we recovered second half, and uh, we tried to push him a little bit uh, back and. Um, Nabi scored a great free kick and after that we kept on pushing and a last minute win, yeah. Is it a, a, a case where we needed, almost needed that goal, that equaliser? Something not out of nothing necessarily, but uh, we had opportunities first half and second before the goal went in. It needed something a little bit different, a little bit special to get kick us off. Yeah, we've been, we've been struggling uh, getting goals and, and winning games. We've been drawing a few games in a row now and... Um, I think this gave us a boost, and uh, it was yeah, it was uh, it was well for the team, and you could see that that we were growing into the game also. We uh, spoke not so long ago about uh, about you come back from injury, and, uh, and getting that first goal is all important. Is that a weight off your shoulders getting that first one? Um, it is. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it is. Uh, but I wasn't really worried about that. Um, I was uh, more thinking about working very hard because I've been I've been out for quite long, so I knew it was going to take time to to get back. And uh, okay, uh, I'm trying to do my best every every day, every week, and uh, it's only going to come by by working hard. So uh, hopefully, this is the first step now. Yeah. Well, Charlton fans have been uh, seeing your performances off the substitute bench since you come back from injury. We'll say that you are looking sharp. Uh, and um, difficult to say that you're back to the way we uh, we saw you when you first arrived, but that goal can't do you any harm. No, definitely not. Uh, no, it can't do me any harm. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to work my my, uh, my socks off to, to get back where I was, but it's not going to happen overnight, and I'm really doing my best. Uh, it's been a little bit frustrating for me also because uh, I'm trying, but uh, yeah, I've, sometimes I get... Um, things thrown uh, in front of me but again I'm going to keep working hard and uh, hopefully I can help the team. It's a question of staying patient because you've been out for a long time uh, it's not going to, hitting the ground running is never something that can happen immediately very rarely at least, yeah. so it's just a question of you being a little bit patient. Yeah it is it's being patient, working hard and uh, like today I scored a goal I'm happy to have helped the team but uh, football is about um, week in, week out, playing and confirming so uh, it's good to score now today and uh, now it's up to me to work harder and do better. When the header went across, went towards the goal, it took uh, took a couple of words, certainly one big deflection. Did you fear that uh, when you made contact that it was going to get blocked? Uh, well, it, was, it went quite fast actually, to be honest. Uh, I first headed it once and went to Joe. Joe hit it but the goal is saved and it came back and didn't have time to think. I just jumped and then tried to head it and I saw the defender going through the ball but... Luckily for us, I uh, didn't get uh, to the ball, yeah. Uh, nobody's going to take that away from you, that no matter who it come off, right? <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> uh, from a personal point of view, um, 
the injury's gone now, you're back uh, in the squad and you've started to play again, you're a new arrival at home. Uh, it's a, a pretty decent world at the moment for Igor Vettikali, would you say? I would say that it has been much better off the pitch and off the pitch than on the pitch, of course. But um, again, I'm working hard and um, yeah, it will, it will turn soon. I think you saw the reaction from the Charlton fans, sell out to Charlton capacity over there. Uh, loved the fact that you got back on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They uh, always been supporting us, uh, me, the team, everyone. Uh, so uh, feels good to have them behind us. In the dressing room, that's uh, obviously we've gone four games without a victory. How, how big a relief is that inside there that uh, that we're back on winning ways? Very big relief. I think uh, it was all about getting that that one victory to to get going again. And uh, now we got an, uh, an important away game uh, next week. So hopefully we can confirm that. We now hit the, the run-in towards uh, the top six or even hopefully even the top two. Uh, a goal-scoring Igor Vettikelli won't hurt that, so congratulations on a day. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Everything's still possible. Charlton have hit the crossbar twice in the space of two minutes. Well, space of a minute, actually. Uh, again with rebar, the I think. Was it a rebo? I think so, yeah. Ball into the box again. Again, it's the tight one. Again, it drops this time. It drops to Solly. It's there! <laughs> Solly has equalised! Get in there! And Charlton are back on level terms. The dropping ball struck by Chris Solly. Buried into the right-hand side of the keeper. <laughs> and Charlton are back on level terms. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Um, just heard there from Igor Vettikele getting the winning goal uh, for the Addicts over at AFC Wimbledon yesterday. Uh, great to hear from him. And uh, uh, Alex Rogan's tweeted in saying, Igor could prove to be a big player in the run-in for us. If he can get his goal-scoring touchback, we could see an exciting partnership with Lyle. So he's loving the uh, team spirit in the camp as well. Yeah, and certainly, um, I saw there was, there was a tweet floating around yesterday, actually, when we were 1-0 down, sort of questioning the spirit of the players and whether they wanted it enough. And I was like, come on. I mean, if there's one thing you can't question about this, this bunch is their, their desire to try and win. I mean, sure, sometimes, you know, it doesn't go our way or even sometimes we're lacking quality when we shouldn't be. But you can't question the desire, and I don't think you ever will be able to when there's Lee Bowyer barking down. Him. <laughs> uh, I mean, so I just seen someone put on tweet on tweets about something else that happened in the League Cup final this evening about a player refusing to go off. I won't re- I won't tell anyone who it is in case they're saving for the highlights or something. But uh, a player refusing to go off after being subbed, and that's caused a bit of controversy in the League Cup final. Now, you imagine if someone did that to Lee Bowyer. I mean, they'd be dead. No, I can't. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. They, wouldn't, they wouldn't risk it, would they? Well, I, remember, I remember Nicky Jose misbehaving at AFC Wimbledon last year with Lee Bowyer, and I think oh, that was... Of course, uh, yeah, he did, didn't he? I think yeah. that was uh, the last thing he ever did. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't figure much I after imagine that. imagine he and, said uh, sorry. Where is he now? Yeah, well, how's he getting on down at Mansfield? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't play yesterday. No. Uh, the thing about squads, I mean, we're lucky enough, yourself and, uh, and me, Louis, that uh, we're in and around uh, the playing squad, uh, and we have been for a, a few years. And I think um, it's. I, I think I wouldn't be lying if uh, at all if I said that the, the current mood and the current mood amongst the players and the, and the backroom staff is probably the best uh, we've had since. Uh, I'd, I'd probably say to the end of the season we, where we stayed up, there was a little bit of it there. Um, 
when Jose first came in. But certainly it doesn't appear to be anything uh, uh, untoward at all. So, I'd, I mean, we're lucky enough, as I say, to, to see it on a, on a, on a weekly basis, what, how, how they interact with each other, the players. Uh, and there's certainly, you can tell that they're, uh, they're playing for each other. They all get on, seemingly. Uh, there's no, uh, no bad eggs anymore that I can see in, in the squad. Mm. Uh, everybody's playing for each other. And, and you can see it, by the way, they celebrate the, the goal yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Even, even if you go back two years to Carl Robinson's first half season, remember Shrewsbury away and the issues there, uh, which he sort of half-talked about, but obviously never really fully came out. But I think there was some sort of players... Uh, boasting that they wouldn't be at the club soon after, and uh, it's awful. And got some uh, stories about Port Vale away that one day I'll tell. Oh uh, yeah, Port Vale away. <laughs> oh, so many stories that we can't tell because we'd be sued by people. Right, CFC Oli. Uh, this was, I was I was reading these tweets earlier. I feel quite bad for him, but he was uh, he was sat in the home end and he got kicked out as soon as Wimbledon scored for not celebrating Wimbledon's goal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a bit ironic when you yeah. consider how they celebrated us uh, or celebrated or Lee Bowyer going off. Yeah, some yeah. of the actions that were mm. going off to uh, away. Well, to yeah, our left. yeah, people to. Our left should have been should have been taken out of his right at the end anyway. But um, uh, yeah, he said uh, from what I saw, Navi was uh, mopping up when Bauer wasn't at his best. Uh, Taylor looked off maybe because he was constantly getting stick. But I feel like we're back on track again, Ollie. If you'd seen the second half, you would you would have had a different uh, view certainly on Lyle Taylor's performance, I imagine. But yeah, sorry to to hear he got chucked out. Uh, he, he does that that he hates going to Kings Med- uh, Kings Meadow. It's a bit of a hole. Uh, and he's glad we won't be going back there next year. He's also said that because um, obviously we had the we were talking about the Sky Sports uh, racism article last week and how Sky Sports are running a, a quite a long uh, series about racism in football, not just about Charlton but about quite a few clubs at the moment. And he said he was disappointed to see some uh, racism while he was in the Wimbledon end uh, aimed towards uh, the uh, to, towards Patrick Bauer. So uh, hopefully he said he said he reported it to the stewards and they didn't do anything about it. But that's disappointing to hear, Ollie. But I'm sure if you can somehow get involved with. Uh, you know, reporting it to, to the club or maybe in the police. If you saw something untoward, then that would be the right thing to do. So uh, cheers for getting in touch. Uh, Ollie, Jimmy C, I'm, uh, I love the way that Naby deliberately bounced the ball over the Wimbledon defence in the build-up to the goal. <laughs> and then he says, I think. Yeah, it was a mishit volley, <laughs> wasn't it, really? But it was, it was chaos, that that goal. Um, uh, Sebo saying that Naby's free kick had shades of Talal El, uh, El Kakori. Uh, involved as well, yeah. Lawrence uh, sort of gives his three-word review of yesterday's game. He said that we needed that, and you can't uh, argue uh, with, with that at all. Uh, London Nick Giza said there was a good chant going around yesterday saying you're just a rubbish Chelsea women's team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, said Lapsy was waving cheerio to the Don supporters at the end as well. Yeah, I caught, um, I caught George's eye as he was coming off the pitch, and he had a big beaming smile on his face. And, uh, yeah, so did... Uh, so did I as well, because I think, you know, Georgie's obviously a Charlton boy, isn't he? So, yeah, I think he enjoyed that more so than uh, than anyone else. Uh, Matthias uh, says, uh, loving that Naby Sarr scored a free kick onwards and upwards for Doncaster. Uh, do you know how many fans were taken up to Doncaster? I think I heard a number yesterday, but I forgot what it was. Probably about six, seven hundred so far. I think so we've done far, quite I think, well, yeah. I think it'll do better now mm. uh, after yesterday's. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 well, I don't know what the train prices are now because obviously it's only a week yeah. before, but it's easy to get to. Like it's just a, a straight train out of Kings Cross if you're if you're happy to get the train, and then. Uh, probably a half an hour walk to the ground or, or there's loads of cabs outside the station so if you're thinking about it yeah certainly uh, see if you can get a train ticket and come up because I think there's going to be a lot of Charlton fans there I remember the atmosphere from the Charlton fans being really good there last season as well actually so hopefully uh, Charlton fans will, will, will turn up in numbers now I put a couple of uh, questions onto the uh, the Charlton Life forum uh, just asking if people think uh, I asked if uh, anyone thought that Naby Saw had that free kick in him uh, obviously Terry did <laughs> uh, and uh, Ad- Addicted to You says yes 
And then uh, Addicted, you also answered my second question, which is, will Igor's goal kickstart a run for him now? He also says yes. So uh, excellent confidence there from Addicted to you. Uh, Ouija Addict, uh, we had in the studio a few weeks ago, Heather, uh, says, dare we say that that win was made by Roland with Naby and Igor scoring? Uh, now he's proved he was right all along. <laughs> that was mentioned after yeah. the game yesterday. Maybe we'll enough. finally clear off now he's proved that. Here's hoping. <laughs> that's, from, uh, that's from Heather. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, let's say here, here's to hoping you, you can all but pray for that right Phil sent us a DM uh, hi guys I was just getting ready to start moaning about how bad a one-all draw against bottom of the league Wimbledon is when up pops Igor with the winner uh, but it did get me thinking how many of the current squad not including loan players would be regular starters in a mid-table championship squad uh, please remember we've been in league one for a number of seasons and people forget how average the standard is at times I could only come up with two and a further two on the bench Nabby on current form along with Arebo uh, my bench warmers would be Bauer and Williams and that's from Phil Cullen that's a great question actually I mean mm. Taylor would he be up there I think there'd be more than that and yeah. I, I think the problem that we would um, find in the championship more so than we're finding now and, and I think the reason we're not top two now is because we haven't got a big enough squad of good players I think we've got um, <clears throat> 12 or 13 of the best players in this league and uh, who I think could hold their own mid-table um, at least at least 10 of them uh, for me uh, in the championship that's not to say we'd still need another half a dozen maybe probably another mm. 10 to, to make sure we stayed there um, I mean in because by that I mean you know the likes of uh, I'm not sure you know, blessing Chris Solly would he have the legs for, for the championship uh, week in week out I'm not sure I don't know but certainly um, good enough for a bench I think Josh Cullen without question I'd say Lyle Taylor yes for definite um, Naby on current form no question Joe Rebo definitely Patrick Bauer probably Jason Pierce probably, Johnny Williams I'd say yes, Ben Perrington not so sure I'd, I'd like to think so yes but I'd, I'd probably put him as a, as a question mark. Yeah, club, of course, there you go. Yeah. So uh, Tariq Fossil I think um, potentially yes, uh, Ben Reeves if he could stay fit possibly yes. So I, st- I think there's and Anthony Dick still 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 learning. So uh, you I think, think we still got a, we still got a, you know a, a Jake Forster, Kasky, Lewis Page to come back. I mean I know they're out for the long term but I think they're both decent quality players and Christian Bielik of course as well. I mean he's only on loan again but. I think he's he's good enough for the championship. I'm really impressed with Christian Bielik this season. Yeah, but we'd need so. another half a dozen at least to, uh, or probably more in the championship to, well, to, to compete. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Well, I let's get there. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, uh, I mean, if if Roland continues uh, his current uh, generosity with uh, <laughs> uh, transfer fees, then uh, we will be getting relegated with the least amount of points ever uh, gained in the championship. Right, Daniel Basham says, absolutely buzzing for Nabs, especially after telling George Jones that they should put him on free kicks. It's basically down to me. So yeah, he's taking uh, he's taking the credit for it. <laughs> uh, he says, jokes aside though, Nabby deserves that goal. Hopefully Eagles will give him that spark that he needs as well. Right, Bob Liscombe has uh, done the Googling for us. Apparently there's a train... Uh, he said he booked a train direct with LNER to Donny today for 35 quid. So that's not too bad if uh, if you want to look that up, uh, if you want to go next week. Um, right, we're just about coming to the end of the show. Um, next week will be a big game, actually. We'll preview it properly on, on Thursday. But Doncaster obviously sat in sixth place uh, in the League One table. They're five points behind us. They've got two games in hand. But if, if we can just get a win over them. I mean, obviously, it's seventh place is the, the most important one because we don't want to be dropping out the top six, which is uh, Peterborough, who are currently seven points behind us and on the game, uh, on the same games in hand. They've also got a, a worse goal difference of 10 than us. So you'd argue that's maybe eight points. Although, obviously, if they are to make up eight or seven points, they will close that goal gap quite a bit. But that's a very healthy position for us to be in in terms of the uh, the playoff positions at the moment. I still think, like I said, top two probably... 
out of the question at the moment because uh, Barnsley are in great form on 67 points. So they're, uh, what's that, eight points ahead of us. Uh, Sunderland are uh, six points ahead of us with a game in hand as well. So probably a little bit difficult for the top two. But yeah, looking very good. Uh, for heartbreaking the playoffs later on in the season. Something <laughs> to look forward to. Right, we've run out of time on this evening's Charlton Live. Thanks to all of you uh, who've got involved with your tweets and your emails and your forum posts. Uh, always nice to come in and do a show after a lovely little win like we had yesterday. Uh, always nice to do a show after Nabi Sar scores a free kick, it turns out as well. Excellent stuff. <laughs> right, Terry, thanks for coming in this evening. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Lewis, it's been great to see you. Yeah, and you, Louis. Cheers, and, mate. And uh, thanks to all of you who have listened. I've been Louis Meadows. Hope you enjoyed this evening's show. We'll be back here on Thursday night with a big match preview. And uh, we look forward to talking all things Chapman again on Thursday. We shall see you later. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.